How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 18 Chapter 6 This is Season 18 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 6. In this episode, we will be elaborating on forms of non-consensuality and suggesting a legal structure for our hypothetical social court system, managing the social economy. First of all, we would like to add two forms of non-consensuality to the four described in previous episodes. The first is called contractual non-consensuality. Contractual non-consensuality is created whenever a social contract is adjusted through unequal bargaining power to revoke privileges. We may be talking about the social contract between the state and its citizens or we may be talking about social contracts between social actors. For example, sometimes expectations produce opportunities for escalation. A person may contract to meet a given expectation and then further expectations may be added to the original expectation which amount to the revocation of a privilege. For example, let's say person A lives with person B and person B owns the home. Person A is told that in order to live in the home, he must clean the basement every week. Later, person B demands that person A quit smoking. He is told that if he doesn't quit smoking he will be kicked out. In this case, the original expectation is being met. But now, there is a new expectation which amounts to the denial of a privilege or freedom. This translates a consensual reality into a non-consensual one. This is contractual non-consensuality. The next form of non-consensuality is called dissonant non-consensuality. This is a situation where two consensual realities conflict, producing a non-consensual space between them. Examples are, person A is sensitive about his father's death. Person B is talking about the neighbors. This is a consensual reality. Then, person B mentions that the neighbor's father died. He proceeds to ask about person A's father. This is a non-consensual reality, generating a violation of person A's shadow's self. These two forms of non-consensuality are important because of the framework we began to build in the last episode. Contractual non-consensuality could be substituted for spatial and archetypal non-consensuality in the context of enforcement of orders, laws or regulations. Rather than using force or incarceration, the state could revoke privileges to compel compliance with the law. This would eliminate the need for using force against citizens of the state. As explained in the previous podcast, a minor crime might limit someone's mobility, or ability to take advantage of public services. A more severe crime would result in more stringent restrictions such as house arrest. This is a form of contractual non-consensuality. As the state is altering the social contract to produce new expectations with more stringent conditions. Now, with regards to the social court system proposed to enforce or void social contracts there would have to be some kind of legal framework for the filtering of what social contracts the court system and its citizen judge would enforce. A hypothetical framework might look something like this. There would be six elements of such a contract requiring six questions be asked for the court to review the contract. First, is there an expectation of both citizens? There would be two forms of expectation, latent and patent. Latent expectations are those which are implied. Patent expectations are those which are spoken. Both amount to a contract. But for latent contracts to amount to a contract, both citizens must have had that expectation that although not spoken represents a meeting of the minds. 
Second, there would have to be reliance. Which is to say both citizens relied on the other meeting the expectation. Third, there would have to be consideration. This means that both got something from the contract. This would fall into a few categories. Peace of mind, financial gain, a service, or an exchange of some object, a bargain, etc. Fourth, there would have to be an archetypal relationship between the two citizens, or a relationship of sufficient proximity. This would ensure contracts are formed between individuals who are not strangers. Fifth, a social right must have been breached, as set out in the social charter. For example, equality or freedom of association. Sixth, there must have been a breach of the social contract by one of the parties. Such a prescription would ensure that only contracts of a certain class would be subject to scrutiny by the social court. Of course, this list of factors could be different or added to, if policy required it. Another important criteria for the operation of this hypothetical state would be establish a clear and democratically determined set of criteria for consent. If the goal is to establish a fully contractual state, consensual reality, to the greatest degree possible, the population would have to agree on a consensus definition of what consent means. For example, if person A believes consent can only be established by verbalization, but person B believes it can be implied by action, and person C believe consent should be assumed unless that assumption is rebuked by words. This would produce a great deal of conflict between consensual space. There must be a clear understanding of what consent means in order to produce a contractually uniform consensual reality. Thus, the state would hold a referendum every so often to redefine consent according to the majority view. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.